Welcome to the Rewilding Blueprint podcast. Your pit stop for unleashing your primal power. We're here to turbocharge your day, giving you the strategies to resurrect your lean, athletic body and a mindset forged in the furnace of life's challenges. Why? Because this isn't just about workouts. This is about reclaiming your natural born right to a life of vitality, success and unbreakable focus. My mission for you is simple. Absorb one game-changing piece of advice from each episode and put it into action today. Are you ready to abandon the stale gym air and tap into your primal roots? Let's get started. So let's get into it. This week, I want to put the focus on competition because I think it's fair to say every single person on this call right now has an element of competitiveness. And I also think, you know, a lot of people will thrive under competition, but it is a double-edged sword and it becomes easy to, um, you know, use, uh, become difficult to use that in a healthy way at times. So topic, competition and how it's deeply wired into our makeup, right? And imagine imagine if it wasn't deeply wired into our makeup, we probably wouldn't be here, right? Because it'd probably be like, ah, who cares if we catch that antelope? Not a problem. We need it, right? And when we look at people who do do well today, who are successful, who are driving forwards, who are actual fucking innovators and making change, nine times out of 10, right? They're competitive, because they're the, the survivors, right? It's a powerful force for growth, but it can be a destructive element. So if we look at that with the stoic terms, it's not the competition that is an issue, right? But it's our judgments and actions surrounding that. So a big element of this is, is never the act itself that's a problem. It's how we respond to that act. So if we dig into those kind of evolutionary roots to begin with and that angle. So like I say, I've, what has been passed down through our DNA is is competition for resources, survival, and mates, right? But basically, that is what we want to dive into. I'm going to, at the risk of being a little bit crass at the moment, there was, there was a saying when I was in the military, um, really driven towards bootnecks, and the people would be like, oh, yeah, he's, he's a real bootneck. He's a real bootneck. He is. All he wants to do is fight, fuck, and eat. Right. And like I say, a little bit barbaric, but there is that element in people. And actually, you know, like I say, those guys were often regarded as the the, the fucking top spot pinnacle, right? Because they're a proper bootneck. Um, this competitive edge has been passed down through the generation. So, in a way, it's completely natural for us to be that uh, competitive. And it is part of our sort of inherited identity. So, has anyone got? Any ideas, any thoughts on how that, like, I really believe a, a primal need for competition. How does it show up in modern life for anyone? Anyone got any any thoughts? I've got a few I know where it shows up for me. I think, I'm not even sure it shows up that much. I'm thinking, like, growing up, it, it's everywhere in sort of, like, if you play mm. sport or anything, like, it's it's really sort of readily in front of you. But then it's almost like frowned upon a little bit competition or it's or it's it can be negative can't it because it's like if you're 
well you trying to beat somebody else so therefore it's the detriment to someone else so like in a workplace i would imagine that a lot of people think competition is not healthy depends where you yeah work. but yeah then obviously there's self-competition things like that i don't really know mate i really like that actually that was an angle i, I hadn't thought of but yeah 100 percent, it is you know you see it everywhere in kids and then it kind of tries to get bred out of us right and it's kind of like yeah gets seen as a bad thing very much like aggression aggression yeah gets seen as a bad thing but it doesn't need to be aggression it's just a completely natural behavior it, it's, it's how it is you know like we're saying it is what is our perception towards it how are those actions being used it's actually yes yeah. actually the problem um i mean so this is where it kind of propped up for me and this is almost why I thought about the call I was in the sauna the other day went into a sauna and there's another bloke in there and I sat down and I looked at the timer and it's just such a stupid thought I was like I'm mm. not going to get out of here until you get out first <laughs> I mean, just yeah, like, I do that all the time I do but, the exact uh, same in the sauna <laughs> do you? yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they walk <laughs> out yeah it, it, it's funny isn't it and this is what I was saying about how I reckon so many people on this call will relate to this and, it, and anyone listening to this will probably also relate to it. And and the thing is, to go back to Chris's point about it not being, you know, maybe spoke about, because none of us would have spoke about that, but actually we've all done it, right? So it's almost that like unsaid competition that's burning there. So I, I think that's really, that's really interesting. Now, there is that healthy competition, right? Where it is essentially, it is a catalyst for growth without a shadow of a doubt. And that's, when it's when it's channeled correctly, um, you know, competition is, is going to be catalyst for growth, and it can push us out of the comfort zone and make us strive for that level of excellence. So, for example, you know, use a sauna example. I'd have got out sooner, whereas actually I could have stayed in there longer, and I could have got more benefit, right? And and you know, it aligns well with the philosophy that we're working with of pushing past the societal norm, pushing past what's considered normal and and right to actually do the better thing right and you know if we stoicism will teach us that competition should not be about besting others but it is about improving ourselves so it's a game playing in the mind and the only real opponent is our past self now if i just link this back to something you said there chris about a lot of people will see it well for me to win someone else has to lose mm -hmm. and like that that's not true and i'm going to use an example just I don't know, for example, just from a sales perspective. So let's let's look at a sales team, for example. So that's generally a very high competitive environment, right? And yes, there might be someone that does win and comes out on top. But this is when we can look at our mindset from a scarcity mindset or an abundance mm. mindset, right? And if people are going in with a scarcity mindset, i.e. there's not enough to go around, what happens is it's like, well, for me to win, I've got to make these other people lose. And that isn't true because if we look at it from an abundance mindset, right, of, uh, you know, well, there's shit loads of money in the economy at the moment. And for me to make X amount, that doesn't mean to say matey boy only has to make a fiver, right? And I think just to relate that back to what I do in this space and how I've had, how I've directly channeled that mindset before, I've definitely been fixed before. I'm thinking, ah, you know, the, the industry is a swamp space. There's, you know, there's not enough clients to go around, mm -hmm. you know, for Matey Boy to be crushing it in his program. 
oh, well, that means I've got to be doing rubbish. There's not enough clients. So, like, that is such a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. And it was a really limiting belief I held until I tried to look at it through an abundance mindset of there's like, what, six billion people in the world, right? And, I, and I'm saying because 20 people out of six billion are working with mate boy, that means there's not enough for me to go around. So, yeah, competition, it doesn't need to be seen that other people need to be doing worse off than us. It can be healthy competition, which you, everyone can use that competition to thrive. So um, has anyone got an idea of where, you know, or an experience where competition led you to achieve something that you wouldn't have otherwise achieved? I would say with my running, 100%. Because, yeah. And that's like probably the most you versus you competition right. you can have, I think, um, yeah. running. Like, for example, today, intervals, every week, I've been looking at getting my splits for those five minutes quicker and quicker. So it's just a ma- like, it doesn't, if I was a couple of seconds off, it doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't matter. But actually, to for me to push myself, it does, and for me to progress, it it does matter for that competition to to drive me forward, to progress with my, my running and get quicker. So that that would be my example. Yeah, definitely, mate. And and I think I I'll see the same with running. And I remember the I think the most I've ever pushed myself, and this is a, a bit of a flip on that, but essentially it was me v me. Was it, it was a long run, and there was. I think I went past the aid station and I said to the guy, oh, how many people have come past? And he was like, oh, only two other people. And I was like, bloody at what? I'm in third, right? And I was like, awesome. So I was pushing for that third place. And someone then came up behind me and it was like the last 10 miles of the race. Like we were, we were battling it out. And there was, I've been in that position before in those sort of races where I'd have just gone mega slow for the last 10 miles. But because I was in direct competition with this other bloke, like there was no way that was going to happen. And I, and I pushed it. Now, for me to achieve the best time that I've ever achieved on something like that doesn't mean to say that he can't also achieve the best time that he's ever achieved on that. So yeah, cool. There's a third place. But really, that's here nor there. It's the fact that that competition gave both of us the opportunity to achieve the best that we've ever achieved in that situation. And that was, and that was like quite a powerful sort of shift on, on, you know, looking at it. And also I think there, there was still that element of, yeah, like I love to be able to kid myself and say, you really, I really didn't mind who won. It was just me versus me. But at that point in time, fucking, I wanted to beat that bloke. I wanted to beat that bloke a hundred percent. I'd be kidding myself if I didn't. But on reflection, and this is where reflection is so powerful. Yeah, I use that initial fuel to drive that. And then on reflection, I can now perceive that, you know, perceive that situation in a completely different way, which is very powerful. And it's almost all of what stoicism is about, right? So is that ability to to really drive when you need it, but then look back on it and nurture those experiences in a in a helpful way. So yeah, cool. A destructive competition though like the the erosion of self so it can become destructive right it can lead to stress jealousy um and in con- 
literally tear apart you know the, the fabric of stuff and I, I see this happen now and again but when we if you think some of that those stoic principles are is that internal locus of control right so you really genuinely focus on what you can control if by focusing on our inner virtues that that comes into play now has anyone experienced the darker side of competition before Probably just from like when you're losing and it ruminates in your head. I'm trying to think of a yeah. specific example, but or if if you lost to somebody that you didn't like or something that would really cheese you off on it and it'd you know, yeah. rent free in your head basically. It might motivate you to an extent, but I suppose people do that. Yeah, yeah, forever. got you, mates. And and that is that is that prime example, right, of that's that prime example of is not necessarily the event, right? That's the issue. It's, it, it's the fact that we got beat is not a problem. The problem is how are we perceiving the fact that we just got beat and how do we use that as a bit of motivation and, and fuel and perceive that in a helpful way? So, um, Colette saying, yeah, at school being put on the 800 meters, which, which put me off running till now. I mean, like, like that's insanely powerful, isn't it? That's, that's an insanely powerful statement where and i've got something very similar to that but being put on the 800 meters and and not not wanting that competition there and then being put off running until now so you know essentially that is and no one expects someone at school age to be able to process emotions in this way right that would be insane you know it's, it's something that all of us in this group are still working on so you can't expect someone at, at school age to, be able to do that but that negative competition that erosion of self that destructive side of competition has has put you off actually a incredibly beneficial activity for 25 years as a rough guess yeah and and i mean that's you know when we look at it like that now we can actually start to see well actually look how important it is to drive us forward but look how important it is to be able to to be able to channel it and channel it correctly and I'd say there's the uh, there is the other darker side of competition around and and self competition as well around beating yourself up when you don't achieve what you'd like to have achieved. That's a great way to deal with that. Is sometimes looking at, at group averages. So yeah, okay, there's one event I didn't do it, but the group average over a year, for example, because we can't always beat what we did last time. Like let's use a five k for example. Imagine if every single five k, right, you just ran faster than the last. Well. You just run a 5k every day and you'll be banging out 12 minute 5k's right so it'd be great if it did work like that but it doesn't and this is where we can say okay let's take my four fastest 5k's from this quarter and see how that's working and that's a really good tool for managing that idea of having to be better every single time because it's not realistic that can be a, uh, go for, what's that sorry dude that's your handicap your 5k handicap Mate, yeah, I like it. I like it, dude. That's a good little little analogy there. Um, and, and I mean, the other dark side of competition that I've experienced was, you know, let's let's use that race that I talked about as an example. At that point, when I was racing that bloke, like I, I was just, you know, I was like, mate, I'm going to get in your head and I'm going to fuck you. Like, that, like that's, that is the dialogue that I was having in, in my head. And is is that you know is that healthy you know potentially potentially not so 
probably some work to do there around on, on perceptions. But at that point, you know, that was like, you know, the only thing that I was going to work on was, was best in this bloke. And that's where we sometimes get the term covered in that uh, at all costs and people will say at all costs, we're going to do this. And that would be a bit of terminology that I would really, um, persuade people not to use because you're massively boxing yourself into a corner there you've just said you will do anything to make this happen and chances are chances are you're not actually going to do that where i learned that lesson was i was given a set of this is when i was in the military still i was given a set of orders before we went out on a uh, out on the ground to take a uh, on a very specific objective and I was like, oh, I'm going to get everyone fired up to go and kick ass here. And I was like, right, at all costs, this is what we're going to do. And then someone seen it to me, pulled me aside. He was like, mate, you can't say that. I was like, why not? Like, we're going to do it. And he was like, when you say at all costs, that means what you're willing to have every single bloke under your command at the moment can die just so you can get that done. And that was like a really powerful moment for me. It was like, yeah, I've just hugely boxed myself into a corner here with what we're actually going to going to go and achieve, right? So that that is where this side of things can start to become unhealthy but recognizing it and understanding that it's it's then our perception towards the situation would be useful um so something that we can do here some actual actionable points right that we can take away so to manage those competitive instincts constructively doses will, will offer some exercises and one effective method here i think i actually touched on this last time is negative visualization and here you you would visualize losing the competition and then coming to terms with this with it. And it that helps focus on the effort rather than just the outcome. Which is I mean, that's basically growth mindset, right? In in a nutshell there, in a sentence. Focusing on the effort rather than just the outcome. And when we look at visualization, and this is where I think so many forms of visualization are falling short at the minute. What people and, and what we're being geared to be very good at is visualizing success and using that as a tool to make success more likely. Brilliant. 100% we should still be doing that. But what happens then is when we don't get that, we've, we've literally just spent hours telling our brain that this is going to happen, preparing our brain for success. Yeah, great. But what then happens when that doesn't happen is our brain kicks up a shitstorm Right and rightly so, because basically imagine if someone's just been telling you uh, for about six hours you're going to have an ice cream, right? Anyone here with kids, imagine saying to your kids for six hours, well, I'm going to give you an ice cream today. At the end of the day, I'm going to give you an ice cream. The end of the day comes and you just go, actually, that changed my mind. You're not having one now. Like there's going to be an absolute cataclysm, right? And, and that's exactly what's going on in, in your brain. And, and I, again, our brain, we've got three layers. We've got the instinctive layer, which just reacts to survival. We've got our emotional layer, which just reacts to emotion. We've got our logical layer, right? Children, young children have that emotional layer developed. They're very, you know, they're really still working on that logical layer, right? Our brain, that emotional layer can massively, massively override our thought processes. And when you've been gearing that emotional brain up for success you know you've been gearing that emotional brain up to say hey cool we're going to win this it's going to go really well and then that emotional brain that isn't mature doesn't get its way it is going to kick up a fuss so by 
by practicing and visualizing in your mind's eye in a theater in your mind right build a theater in your head right visualize what's going to happen worst case scenario right most um you know most dangerous course of action that could happen here yeah what what we can see there is we're then preparing our minds right for failure which is fine because then we're going to be better prepared to deal with not winning yeah and then we can manage that much more effectively so i think the the biggest you know actionable point actionable takeaway from this visualization build a theater in your head a hundred percent visualize winning is gonna make it more likely right but also practice rehearsing not winning how you're going to respond and what you're going to take from that even just a few little prompts that you've rehearsed prompts that you will use in your head i.e what have i still gained from this what have i learned what can i do better next time if you take those three things from a from a, a loss in air quotes right well then okay you still lost the race but you still gained an awful lot you gained an awful lot and again this is something i always want to touch on every single time i do these calls a lot of people will a lot of a, a lot of people read self-help books uh self-help books a lot of people listen to podcasts on mindset a lot of people talk about meditation, right? How many of those people, though, actually then and actually go and run through the exercises that it says to do in those books or it gets talked about on the podcast? Fucking about 5%. That, that is the same as going, I want to get better at running a 5K. And then all you do for prep is read books on running, right? exactly the same thing and then going oh i don't know why this running lark isn't working you're not getting any faster it's like well mates because you're not running right so we ha we have to actually go and run through this stuff in our head and and the biggest rule that i've got around this personally is i do it every single day that's my only rule around it is i do it every single day some days it might be in 10 seconds other days it might be five minutes but i just make sure i spend a little bit of time running through this stuff in my own head right every single day and and i think that could be another really good actual point i'm gonna i'm just gonna drum this in every single week because it's something that is so easy to let slip because i guess with the running and stuff right you get better at running uh you get stronger at lifting you see those those physical changes right you see the numbers the weights go up the times go down you see more definition going in it, you can't see your brain right or i hope you never see your brain right because that's fucking hell something's gone wrong then um you can't actually see it's not necessarily tangible and again i think it's it's two weeks it takes about two weeks right it takes 14 days you will see improvements when you're in a stressful situation for example you will notice your thought process change. The biggest thing here, when you notice that change, recognize it. Be like, oh, yeah, oh, that's good. Before, I'd have been probably a bit more upset about this. They really, really recognize that in your head and note it down. Cool. So, two things we could do here. 
we could take a minute, all be quiet, do some breathing or whatever it is that works for you and close your eyes and actually imagine that scenario where you don't get come out on top and then just think about how it feels. So basically what I just spoke about, we're putting that place for right now or go straight into a Q&A. Fuck mm-hmm. it, let's do 60 seconds, right? Let's, yeah. do, let's do 60 seconds. This, is, this will probably be feel a little bit awkward and that's cool and there's another thing that's good like you know i'm a fan of the ice baths i'm a fan of the cold water and people say yeah you know i'm putting myself in an uncomfortable situation it's like well yeah it's not very nice probably not actually uncomfortable though so let's do it i'm going to start a timer 60 seconds all we're going to do close your eyes or stay out in the space imagine a scenario where you don't come out on top imagine how it feels we're in we're in just over a minute there. Cool. Cool. So what I had there was there's someone, interestingly, there's someone I think that feels they're in competition with me um, with with some work stuff. I'm, I'm generally not bothered because I. this is one of those ones where like I know I'm head and shoulders, so, <laughs> so I don't mind. Um, but my one was like, God, actually, what if tables do reverse? I completely, all goes wrong. Um, how would I feel? And I was like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be angry and I'll probably be blaming that individual. And here, here's the thing, right? By practicing that visualization, blaming that individual would be completely the wrong course of action, right? Because they've done better stuff than me. Whose fault is that? My fault for not keeping my finger on the pulse. My fault for not innovating. My fault for not driving forwards. And which would come from a place of getting too comfortable, right? Which is, you know, interesting thought process. If anyone wants to um, share one, go for it or I'm happy to just open up questions yeah I was just thinking along the same lines like in it in like a sporting competition you can just be like right you're the better person I think it's quite mm. easy to have you know that touch of class in that situation just say well you know if if you know you play tennis with somebody and they beat you it's because they're better than yeah. you at tennis like yeah yeah you can hit a ball harder than me cool well done yeah. But if you're in a if you're in a battle with like somebody and it's like like it's a work situation, like I've been having one average thing and you don't like them, and like if you were to lose that, that would like seriously like eat it in you um a mm. little bit and just mm. you sort of face with the two options to just in my mind like be pissed off because you are pissed off and just hate them. That doesn't do anything. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, for your own sanity, like try and have a clean slate and like it's not really competition then almost. It, you're just sort of giving it up and moving on. Yeah, yeah, mate. I'd, I'd almost then bring that back to the idea that the only true competition is is self-competition. Mm. And yeah, yeah you might use that initial me versus you competition as that 
immediate motivator for that immediate dopamine hit, for that immediate serotonin hit, which we all want, right? That's how we're wired up. But then on reflection, as long as you're using it as that, well, how how do I make myself better mm. than I was one month ago so I can make sure that I'm still moving forwards? Mm. How can I upgrade what I'm doing here? Well, then that's, mate, that's only ever going to go one way and that's only ever going to be a good thing. That's only ever going to be growth, which is, you know, and, and there's levels, mate, and there's levels to this shit, right? As soon as you think you've unlocked it and you're at that next level, well, that's when you see the next step of the path, right? And yeah. you're like, cool. Actually, yeah, next level. Let's go. Let's do it. Awesome.